0: Hey everybody! Hey everybody! Well, welcome to the building. Hey. I'm Charlie Bertwistle, and I'm Zach Petovitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we can keep that intro. Ah, I like that. Which they don't have a choice just, if we don't shoot it. Like that's what they get. True. This is the only we have. As so. we creep
1: to more and more episodes, they just be, get more and more unravelled. You know, what's the hundred mark going to be like for us?
0: Gosh, we got to be in close. Uh yeah. no, we're not. We're mm-hmm. like one twenty. Okay. Well. Um, we are recording with a guest today that's very exciting. The world doesn't revolve around uh, Zach and I, Zach, who do we have today? Today
1: we have Chris Fox out of Manhattan, Kansas, Fox Home Innovations. Chris and I have met numerous times actually. So I'm excited to catch up actually as recently as this last few weeks when we talked to him in front of our entire company yeah, um, about kind of just their perspective about builder
0: trends. So now we get a little more safe zone can edit it, not live. Yeah, that Go was ahead. actually very cool. I hate, hate, hate to give Zach compliments, uh, but he did a really good job. He interviewed Chris uh, in front of, like he said, our entire company. Everyone tuned in. Um, I, I was It was a proud co-host moment to watch him fly solo and absolutely kill it. And I, he was able to because Chris, I feel like, was very easy to talk to. Yes. We had another customer on there, too. They both did great. Um, but no, I'm excited to get a chance to talk to Chris and share some of the insights and, and and ideas and uh, feedback that he had for Builder Trend uh, with all of our listeners as well. So without further ado, let's get Chris in here.
1: Hey, Chris, welcome to The Building Code. It's great to see you, thanks for being here.
0: Yeah, glad to be here,
2: guys. Good to see you guys as
0: well. So this is uh, the first time being on the podcast for you, but I was actually just watching you two days ago. You did a, uh, well, you and Zach, um, did a live with customer um, presentation for our full company, so I was tuning into that one. Um, so very excited very to get cool. a chance to uh, officially meet you, Chris. But for those of the uh, our listeners that were not uh, watching that, obviously because they don't work at Builder Trend, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and your your company.
2: Yeah, great. So, um, so I have a company called Fox Motivations. Uh, we are down in Manhattan, Kansas, so just south of Builder Train headquarters um, by about two and a half hours, so definitely in the Midwest here. Uh, small community, about 50,000, 60,000 people when college is in, set, is in session. Um, kind of the town is known for Kansas State University. Uh, it's kind of the the big hub rub brings everybody here, that sort of thing. But um, been in business going on about 14 years now. Um, we are a design-build firm. So we focus on residential design and construction, primarily remodels. We'll do a new home probably once a year, we'll do a large custom or something like that, but do approximately 65 to 70 projects a year. Uh, Typically average project size anywhere from about 100 to $150,000 on on average is kind of what we see. So um, my business partner, uh, Matt, he runs the kind of overall operations and acts as our general manager. And then my position is in the sales side of things. So I kind of um, help lead the front end team when it comes to sales and estimating um, and focus on all of the, the lead gen and some of the front end marketing activities with our marketing person. That's kind of the where I live on a day-to-day basis is the sales role. Um, so yeah, we have about 20, 25 people on staff um we it's kind of that's changing every day it seems like in this world but several open positions now hoping we can get those filled um but you know we we strive to self-perform all the work that we do um that's kind of what our big goal is big vision is is move towards um self-performing close to 90 percent of all the work that we produce just to create wow. that sense of control around the product projects as well as Um, control the end client experience. That's what we're really focused on.
1: Chris, before we go too deep, I just, I want to run down after how this interview goes versus the other one. I think there's a variable here that uh, might distract us a little bit. Okay. (laughs) Me? uh, Yeah, it's Charlie. Just saying. We like to give each other a hard time. (laughs) Love. Love the BuilderFriend shirt, by the way. If you're watching on, you know that was
2: actually accident. I was mowing earlier, and I couldn't <laughs> changed and I grabbed my thing, and well, i was like, "Do you realize you're wearing a BuilderFriend shirt for your thing?" I'm like, "Oh, look at that! <laughs> look yeah. at that!
1: On brand." They're
2: tri-blend. They're super comfy, though.
1: They are. They yeah. are. That's a good one. They they just super super comfy. Yeah, perfect mowing <laughs> shirt, really. uh You were you and I have got a lot of FaceTime lately, without on the interview. We met. When you were in Omaha for Builder Trend yeah. University, and you had yeah. you'd been before, so how was the second time?
2: It was a lot of fun, definitely a lot of fun. A lot of changes. <laughs> um, I was, I was actually, I've got another Builder Trend shirt somewhere. It says, um, "It says Builder Trend University." Um, what does it say? Landmark 2018 or something <laughs> like that. Um, so we were at the very, very first uh, Builder Trend University wow. or BTU, as you guys call it now and uh seeing the diverse change between now and then has been awesome um so a lot of fun it was really really cool to dive in to see you know what's new and all that good stuff kind of a funny story we were when we first came out there it was about six months um after you guys moved into the building as you're currently in and it was not done yet um <laughs> at all and it was still kind of there was still kind of stuff going on everywhere everybody's trying to figure it out and uh you guys were kind of growing into the space but it seemed like it was like you're a hot dog in a hallway type of thing where you're just like there's a little bit of people and then all this room, room you know <laughs> uh, you know to expand um uh, and then now seeing you guys now this past uh spring where you guys are like busting in the seams like it's, it's pretty cool to see so
1: that's hilarious because we're so full in my department that it, i akin uh, it to like a school cafeteria that ran out of room, Mm. like desks and like by hallways now and stuff. I was like, ah, what, what happened? I missed the hot dog days, Chris.
2: Yeah. Right. Right.
1: We're booming. Um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. You know, and I, I think you've said that you're planning to come up with your team just to come visit as well. Right.
2: Yeah. So we kind of, we, we run, um, EOS as our kind of our, lively blood, the way that we run our business, that type of thing. So we do an annual and a quarter, quarterly, you know, every quarter, basically with our leadership team. And so we were actually just discussing this just this past week. I was like trying to, you know, Leverage the relationships that I've created and with you guys, and said, "Hey, can we get a conference room for a couple of days? Can we come hang out?" And uh, your team version was like, "Well, absolutely, definitely, let's do it." So probably this fall, I'm hoping to bring the, the four of us up and just kind of spend a couple days, maybe maybe a day with some of you guys' team doing some stuff, and we can do some really cool collab marketing stuff, is what I'm hoping, um, and then also do our offsite during that time too. So,
0: gosh. That's awesome. Chris, I mean, you're just going to have to maybe get a desk at <laughs> Trend here, uh, cool. sooner or later, a Builder
1: in residence. Yeah, absolutely. go. Oh, I like that.
0: I'd love I like to that. hear, uh, it's fun hearing about your first time at BTU. And I remember those office days as well. I'd love to hear how your onboarding journey has gone with BuilderTrend from where you first kind of decided we need, um, a software solution to now you know just rolling up and uh renting out the boardroom for a couple days and and, and yeah. being an absolute yeah. all-star
2: <laughs> it's kind of funny so we were actually co-construct users beforehand um back in 2013 i think is what it was 2012 2013 right around there and um, we were a very very young company in its infancy the one thing we recognized being young, right? At that time, you know, 21 years old. So looking at like the future and understanding like, hey, if we're going to be in this industry, uh, technology needs to be a part of it. And there's got to be something there. There's got to be that connection there. And let's just recognize the fact that, you know, it's around us all the time. It's changing all the time. And we got to, we got to work with it, not against it. Um, as many of the other construction trades in our industry at that point in time was looking at it as. And so we, <laughs> So we tried co-construct for a little bit there and um we're a company of four people We're very, very small and it seemed to work great but we had didn't have processes we didn't we weren't really good at holding each other accountable and, you know we didn't even have job descriptions you know we we're just you know we we're just getting work done just right. you know in the pictures every day and um we recognize as we, we grow grew really quick and next thing you know we you know 2008 we became I remember it was it 2014 zach is what we looked at yeah yep it's fall, fall october's of 2014 anyway i think we looked at it at that time and we were up to like eight to ten employees and we recognized that like uh no one's really doing what they're supposed to do on the technology side and it's kind of a mess and so we need to create like we need to kind of a, a reset so we looked at that point in time and said okay let's if there's a time to change anything uh, let's do it now. And at that point in time, that's when BuilderStream was really getting a lot of traction, a lot of growth. And so we were like, you know what, let's just start from scratch. BuilderStream where we want to be. Let's make that switch now. Let's bring some let's, you know, let's let that kind of create some buy in for the rest of the team and say, hey, this is new. So forget everything else that we did in the past, forget all the pain points, and the things we were and we're supposed to be doing and not doing that sort of thing. And here's everybody's chance to start from straight one. Let's really, really get simple. Um, and that's kind of where it started. We started with the schedule side of things, um, not necessarily at the project level, but the global level, because we were growing so quickly and we were trying, we were like, you know, looking at all these projects and one of this idea of, you know, doing what we say we're going to do. And you know, it's biggest, biggest, complaint i hear from customers is just hey i don't know what's happening or i don't know when my project's gonna start and this and that and if we don't know that issue ourselves then that's we can't we can't tell you what it is because trust me if we knew we would we'd tell you right um but so we started out very simple using that as a schedule base we actually created a job called crew layout and every every color is a different employee and a different job, and it all lays out. We still use that today. Um, we use every other function of it, but but uh, our crew layout job, so to speak, um, is is paramount um, as to us in the way that we use it. So that was like the first piece of it. And then as we started kind of growing, we just started taking bite sized chunks of it. Um, you know, with doing the selection side of things. Um, doing the sales and proposals, that was a big step for me because that's the primarily my function. So that was a huge step getting out of QuickBooks and jumping into the CRM and using the proposal side of things to where we get to the point where we're doing, you know, full cost accounting, cost of completes, job costing, and all of that stuff as kind of as we are today. So um, it's definitely been a journey. It's been a fun journey. It's been a hard work you know, ethic kind of putting into it to get there, but it's been really cool. So,
1: has it been worth it?
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. I think like I was telling I was telling you on our on our deal the other day, like describe the value of what Builder Trend the software does for you and your team. And I I tell everybody this when we onboard them because we spend like a half day talking about Builder Trend walking through it and onboarding our new team members and this and that. And the way that I always tell people is like you got to recognize like I this may feel different than you. It may feel like hard to grasp and figure out where things are are at but understand like if we didn't have this we would have to have at least another full-time employee on staff just to keep ourselves straight um and so because of that that's that's tremendous value um right there so
0: that's what i love to hear yeah i was gonna say zach uh there has to be music to your you ears way he talks about onboarding bill trend yeah it, it would have been Honestly, I was gonna... <laughs>
1: It would have been embarrassing if it was like, what's the value in front of the whole company? We're like, you know, we're not really sure. I'm like, oh, uh, I'm probably digging that one out. Like, I oh, don't
0: know. It's the time you saved. I was right, right. Right. I I am kind of constantly rooting for Zach's downfall. So I, I was hoping that you were just going to cancel your subscription live. <laughs> right in front of a, a thousand employees. That, and Zach. That it was funny because when I first got epic. on, that, I was
2: like, so what's the biggest joke that we can play on your team? Like, yeah. What's. Like, how do we, like, we got all this captured audience here. It's like, here's a, here's an opportunity I'm feeling, and, and Megan's like, nah, I
0: don't think yeah. so. Oh, yeah, because yeah. you had long go in the it, room it with would, you, right? Yeah, if
1: she was sitting across from me, it would have been like, yeah, so are we going to talk about what you said to me at the karaoke bar or something? And I'd be like, uh, <laughs> uh I don't know what Good you're talking time, about. Dude. Good times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to keep it, you know, I'll tell you the real story after we're not being recorded, right? There you go. There um, you go. Well, I do like to ask, so you go to Builders University and like, what's a tangible takeaway that, you know, for your last session um, that you guys came back to your office and was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to improve this yeah. or change this.
2: Yeah. So the biggest thing that we recognize, so the team that went up was myself, um, our new salesperson, our estimator. And so the three of us kind of sit on kind of a team together in sales and estimating and naturally coming to the estimating, course or focus track, so to speak, is kind of to learn what's new and different. There was a lot of things that have changed um, since I, you know, went through and learned that type of stuff, you know, years ago. Um, changed for the better, for sure. But one of the things that was kind of stuck out to us was like, you know, we were doing all the estimating or proposal side, right? and what we thought things were going to cost an estimate. And then we were, you know, when that became a tangible project or a sold project, it would, we would transfer all the estimating side What we didn't realize is that our estimator was like, yeah, I don't believe any of this. I'm deleting it all and starting over. And so it was like, it was myself and Shane, our sales guy and Gino were sitting at. We went to a really nice dinner before everything got started and and Gino's telling us this and Shane and I are just like, what, you, you really like, You're just deleting it all and starting over. Like, that's the opportunity. Like, how do we make that not happen? Um, And so that's a lens we looked through the entire time we were there. So, fast forward to to now, and we've got new cost codes. Uh, We, I mean, we tripled the amount of cost codes that we created and got those. Those are being implemented, I think, uh, literally today or next week. I mean, we're right there on that um we brainstormed uh, cost catalogs so we created a giant list of cost catalogs and set them apart by different brackets of projects and different types of projects and that type of thing and that's going to kind of lead us into templates so kind of by the by the end of the summer our goal is to have all those cost catalogs built out they'll probably be close to you know 60 70 80 of those cost catalogs that will make up several different proposal templates with the goal of, you know, when we sell a project, or do a proposal for a project, we're using things that the estimator bought into and had a part of creating so that when he gets it, he's like, yeah, that makes sense. And here's a small tweak here, here's a small tweak here, you that type of thing. But the idea of bringing sales proposals and estimating closer together um, is going to help us in our client experience. It's also going to make us more efficient. So... That's a, That's kind of our big takeaway. It's a big, hairy, audacious goal for sure. It's a lot of work you guys are going to go into it. Um, but if we weren't there and in, in, in present in BTU, we, we probably would have never not only had the the motivation to, to make that change, but also just been aware to be able to see that path um, in front of us. So
1: ambitious too the, the big stuff you know like uh, yeah. went and tripled your cost codes that's that's pretty <laughs> monumental um yeah. was that through kind of your one-on-one session or through a class like what kind it of was,
2: it was more or less just the three of us yeah hey look what we learned today it's like hey we need to do this because we kind of took in the 8020 rule as mm-hmm. we've grown mm-hmm. and since we self-perform a lot of work our biggest cost code errors come to late around labor labor cost codes because they're clocking in the field and this and that, and they might do you know a deck in the morning and then frame a window in the afternoon, and how is that accurate and this and that? So he just like was really simple about it. I said, like, okay, if you do, if you have a hammer and bags on, you're outside, it's exterior framing labor. If you're inside, it's interior. You know, we were just very, very simple in that way, and that worked for a really, really good point in time. And from a job costing standpoint, it's still accurate, right? Mm-hmm. So like labor in, labor out, like labor, you know, labor estimated versus labor actual, it's it's all there. Uh, but what we were missing is just that empirical data to look back on and say, hey, on average, it takes us, you know, four hours to do this task or whatever the case may be. And so we know as we go in the future, we're gonna need that. So this is kind of the setup to make that happen. So our most of the cost codes that we added were really just labor codes. So there's gonna be some accountability and some, a lot of training and. Handing, holding and probably a six to nine month process down the road until like, we can look at all that in our system and realize that that's really actually working. Uh, but we knew we need to kind of make that shift. So,
0: well, it sounds like, I mean, this, that's maybe like the third or fourth example already, uh, this interview, how you just talk about how your company is constantly innovating um and i was just clicking around in your account in our CRM too and i mean every new product we roll out or are, are, are looking for people to beta it seems like you guys are uh always you know kind of chomping at the bit to get first access to that how do you manage um and i'd love to get your perspective and maybe advice to listeners on how you manage continuing progress um and continuing to work and get work done but also continually improving you know tripling costcos for example or or asking yeah. about a built-in financing program, or I think you mentioned on the call the other day you're in the beta for the the new CRM integrations and things like that. Like, how do you find time to do both? Right, improve it, and, and maintain. It's
2: tough. Yeah, it's so tough. I think that's probably where our biggest challenge is is capacity, and it's really a capacity at all levels, you know. And we've done really good over the years of maximizing our resources and primarily maximizing our human capital. So, like, you know, we can. I mean, we we look at these strategic positions that we start bringing out, especially those middle management layers, like that's where we're trying to gain a lot of cap- capacity for the things that you're talking about. Right. So like right now we just hired a production manager. So someone that is not my business partner, that's going to, he's going to see all over general, you know, GM over the entire, company but yet have someone focus on just production all the time. So that yeah, 50% of their job, they can still be in the field coaching their team, this and that. But then there's this other capacity to, you know, dive into how do we do the day logs better, how do we do scheduling better. And then we the next thing now opposed to the projects that we're doing for customers, we're also starting to incorporate projects for ourselves, right? Um, just as you know, any, just like you guys just roll out your products, you know, same type of thing. Take a, it's like a product owner in in, in essence, right? Um, is it's a, lend that from the tech world, if it, so to speak, is just taking it and saying, Hey, this our goal this year is to accomplish this task and this is the vehicle to get there. We just don't know where, where, the, where the way is and the roadmap to that. So creating capacity to do that. So we're doing that by finding adding positions you know, to do that, but then also um, prioritizing, right? So recognizing like, we were just brought a new salesperson on who is a fantastic people person. Um, he's gonna do extremely well, but he doesn't have construction knowledge. And so how do we bridge the gap for him to be able to make, you know, a construction proposal on cost and scope of work for, you know, $100,000 kitchen without that level of experience of been there, done it, right? And so we recognize, oh, cost catalog, small its and bits pieces, that's the tool for making that happen. And so right now that salesperson, he is primarily doing decks and bathrooms. So our cost catalog started with that, right? And so that gives those tools. So some of the integrations and the work that you're talking about is coming out of necessity, right? And just creating those tools as we grow. Um, So some of them can be a little bit more reactive and proactive, Um, but it that just comes down to the capacity and prioritization, prioritization, if that makes sense. But yeah, it's, it's tough I think like every new feature or things that comes out like I would love to just go down a rabbit hole and kind of figure this out like some of the custom reporting stuff that you're doing I just got a call with Brett and like all I want to do is just like spend a week on some of that <laughs> stuff but I just it's not a priority right now mm-hmm. um, you know in the fall and winter time when I know that there's going to be some capacity there then that's something we'll kind of look at but it's all that all that balance which I guess there's no nothing ever is balance, but that we, we sure try
1: well, I think you know that kind of leads into my next question too. Is we always like to ask people who have made it, what do you tell someone that's maybe you know flashback to twenty fifteen when you were getting started with Builder Trend? Uh, how do you make it? Like part of what I'm hearing is like you do have to prioritize. It's important mm-hmm. to have a plan to be disciplined. Um, what other, what else would you tell a new user, someone who's trying to establish processes? Like how do you, how do you stay focused? What's, what's that process look like?
2: Yeah, I I think it's really, really tough. But what kind of drives me is I'm a person of, I I like to have control. And when I don't have control or I don't have the the information, I just don't feel safe. Mm -hmm. And that's really applied to like really anything in my life. And, um, it's one of the biggest reasons why I probably started a business is because I wanted to be able to create an experience for others and myself that I would have control and I understand it and what, what I expected to happen. happened, And that's comes back down to me as a person and just what's important to me. And builder has kind of filled that gap for me in a way. Um, I will tell you that the most rewarding thing that I have or the way that I look and get a quick snippet of my business is through builder So from an owner level, I can be anywhere in the world, and I my activity screen, whatever that looks like, I got to call whatever that name of it is. Now I'm gonna pull it up because it's gonna ruin it. The activity you, feed, yeah, seeing seeing that on every single thing, what customer is paid, what this is, what invoice was done, what change order was signed off on, what you know, what all that stuff does. It's like just it just makes you feel safe, right? And from a business level, the risks that we're taking, being having all that in one spot that I can I can you know scroll back to, um, is extremely important. And we've made some changes where daily logs are not just like what happened on site. Every customer interaction gets a daily log. Every single touch point, every single meeting point. So when I'm a salesperson, and I see like, hey, I sold the Smiths project or whatever the case may be. I know I can follow that through without having a conversation, without having a meeting. Anytime plans are updated, I can check out plans, and I can stay so, so in tune with my business without spending so much time and resource um, away from my team members. It's it's everything, and so if I would say like if that's that's the 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 carrot that I would dangle out to any new users, that's the thing I'd say. Look at this because this is this is what you want. But recognize the only way that works is if you go it all in. If you're just coming and saying, I'm I'm into this and you put the work ethic into it, and recognize it probably will take you two years to get to that point. Um, but it's worth it. And so that's that's kind of how it would be my answer to that question. That's something I look at every single day, multiple times a day. Um, and it's, it's super important and it's it's probably the biggest why that I have that why we stay with vultrine.
0: I love it. I, I love the the attitude. I love the growth mindset. Um, that's the the dream right there for us. That's what we try to communicate to our customers is exactly what you just uh, pitched. So if you ever look for a career change, and want to come work with Zach I'm and the customer. success,
1: Yeah, yeah. Sales and market background. Builder and residence. Let's, yeah. yeah, let's go. Clothes. Yeah, you got your off desk the charts. already. Yeah, it's just what's okay. going to happen. I know? can
0: get you access yeah. to some data. You can work on the customer reporting stuff. It'll be yeah uh, <laughs> You can yeah. span four or five different departments. There we go. <laughs> uh we are running up on time though, Chris. I want to thank you so much um for joining us today on the episode of the building code. Uh we'll definitely have to get back on here again because I unfortunately Courtney's gonna be mad at us. I think we scratched about half the questions uh on the script here. Nice. So uh Very good. just setting us up for next time. But really appreciate it. Um uh, great interview. Yeah,
2: happy happy to do it anytime. It was awesome to meet you, Charlie. See you, Zach, and um do it again sometime
0: for sure absolutely thanks chris thank you thanks guys
1: all right that's another episode of the building code as i always like to ask you charlie
0: you know what no i'm gonna give my key takeaways first well let me say it. well that's another episode of the building code let me ask you zach what'd you think wow that it feels unnatural we were
1: talking you know with another guest about like the right flow of things that just yeah. felt a little uh,
0: ugh. Okay, well, are you going to tell them what you thought? I did. Yeah, thought?
1: of course. As I said in the intro, you know, Chris, friend of Builder Trend, come yeah. bringing the team up here. He knows our people. He, you know, he had numerous people that he name dropped, kind of the legends of Builder Trend mm-hmm. in the interview. Amazing, amazing company down in Manhattan, Kansas. I've, have you ever been in Manhattan? I have not. No, it's a fun, it's a fun little town, and he's obviously just building up in the community, which is really, really cool. Yeah, I also think it's super unique we need to have him back. Cause I want to talk to him more about his end to end experience. And that's super unique yeah. for a contracting company um, to do. And so I, I have a ton of respect and I, he really resonated with me. Anybody who knows me personally, when he was like, I like to be in control. And I was like, Oh, I know what that, <laughs> I know what you mean. Not you. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no. Uh, so I just have a ton of respect to him as a business guy who, you know, very entrepreneurial. We, we've talked about that, uh, time and time again there's this kind of spirit of um you know being pioneers and i love talking to chris about just the business side
0: yeah yeah absolutely i i think uh it's funny and i didn't want to our product team always gets mad at us when i spoil things that are coming down the pipeline we want Uh, to splash we want to splash right but when i was going through his salesforce account i'm like everything we're baiting right now he's doing it (laughs) like it's insane yeah um which I think is just the type of person he is and, and the type of person I would love to be and I think everyone should strive to be of just kind of that growth mindset constantly pushing boundaries. Um, so yeah, great interview. I get why we're using him so much for uh, marketing content and uh, All talk the to our whole, whole company. So yeah, unless you got anything else, Zach, I think it's about time for us to get out of here and hit the long weekend. Yeah, I hope you enjoy it, buddy
1: and I hope you enjoy it. Everybody out you there. You wanna hang out? Yeah, dude. Maybe we hang out no, Just like outside, we <laughs> just see each other's outside studio, over. a little inside like we just kind of pass by like ships in the night and then we show up in the studio and it's
0: like, yeah, let's hang out sometime. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not this weekend, but sometime. Yeah. All right. As always, I'm Charlie burt I'm Zaqretovic. Make sure you like review and subscribe. Otherwise, we'll see you next time.